love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. This is a true Canadian love story. We were meant to be together. I can't imagine my life without you. Honestly, he's a light of my life. It's nice to be in that tractor beam of love. I'm her biggest fan. I think I knew I'd lost my heart again. I knew I wanted a marriage like that. Difficult roads can lead to very beautiful destinations. Well, love is the most important thing. Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. On the Canadian Love Map, we have heard about weddings of all kinds, extravagant and intimate. Whether it's a ceremony in front of hundreds of people or tying the knot privately under a palm tree in Jamaica, the common thread in it all is love. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Canadian Love Map. This time, we step into the world of the wedding industry from the perspective of the people responsible for capturing one of the most important days in their clients' lives. Let's be honest, weddings aren't always smooth sailing. So when the seas get choppy, it's often the role of the professionals involved to take the helm and steer the proceedings back to peaceful waters. We'll hear what this looks like from the point of view of two very different companies who offer very different services to their clients. Today's story is told by one of our Love Map producers, Nathan Stone. Take it away, Nathan. Thanks, Nancy. This is the Canadian Love Map. With the loosening of gathering restrictions, 2022 has been a big year for weddings in Canada. The typical cost comes in just under $30,000 and sees around 150 guests. But that is just an average. Weddings these days come in all shapes and sizes, big or small, long or short, expensive or thrifty. A whopping 83% of couples want a professional there capturing each special moment so that months and years later they can relive the excitement and happiness again. That brings us to this week's story. Two very different companies who approach the work of documenting weddings in different ways. We'll hear what goes into a successful wedding, each company's process, and the lessons on love learned through years of documenting it. We love love. We've been overprescribed this idea of what a wedding needs to be. We just love that we make other people happy. We've been so lucky. This is Kristen and Jane of Arrow and Knot, who are on their way to their next shoot. Part 1. The Vendors. Here's Jane. 
we run a full-time videography production company, um, like you said, called Arrow and Knot Productions. Um, we always say we specialize in weddings, but we really do anything in regards to video. Like if someone needs a video there, we can do it for them. Um, but yeah, our heart is really in the wedding video area. So that's what we love to do. And here's Kristen. The program we took, you have just a small very class small size. So we yeah, we just like meshed really well right away, which is surprising because Jean's quite younger than I am. Yeah. She was 18 and I was 25 at the time. Um, but yeah, we just clicked and then we went to a Black Friday sale and we bought some DSLR cameras and then a friend of mine was holding um, a wedding industry event, like a trade show. And I was like, hey, can we maybe like come over and film a little bit? And she said, sure, no problem. And so we did and we had so much fun. Everything was so pretty. For six years, Kristen and Jane's ambition and passion for videography have captured their clients' happiest days with meticulously crafted videos that tell the story of the couple's wedding from beginning to end. In this industry, I find so many people get burnt out from weddings so quickly because it is like you're there for 12 hour days, like sometimes longer, sometimes longer, like it is so much work. and you only really get one chance to get the shot. Like say the bride is coming down the aisle, you only get that chance once. You mess up the audio of the vows, like you can't really be like, oh, can you redo this, you know <laughs> what I mean? So I think a lot of people just get really stressed from it and like I said, just burnt out, which I find we're really thankful because we're obsessed with weddings. Yeah. So why weddings would probably be the fact that like we we thrive off of that adrenaline. We thrive off getting one shot. We thrive, it almost like brings us back to those like journalism days where it's like quick and dirty, get it? You have like, feels like five minutes, you have like five hours. And so we thrive off that. Plus, like Jane said, we love love. Like yeah. it's just what better job than to be surrounded by happiness and create a love story. I think where we came into the videography industry in Canada, we were like, okay, well, let's do something different. We looked at all the videographers around. We looked to see what people were doing in the U.S. And that's where we kind of took our inspiration from because we wanted to be so different from what people were doing here. And then six years later, here we are. (laughs) I find so many wedding videographers I mean, if they stick around for more than a year anyways. Jane literally said this a few days ago at a wedding. It's just, they're just like shots thrown together to music. Like one minute they're saying their vows. The next minute they're on the beach getting photos done. The next minute they're having their first dance. Where Arrow and Not, we like, because we came from a journalistic background, we like to tell a story. So we'll always start a video with some cinematic scenery, you know, the the leaves rustling in the wind it's all linear everything is all linear, linear. it's a story it's like a documentary of a love story yeah <laughs> so cute sometimes arrow and knot is booked out months in advance other times they show up to weddings without even having a chance to meet the couple beforehand 
Well, it's funny because every couple is so different. Some couples, we literally just show up on their wedding day and we're like, hey, like I'm Jane. This is Kristen. Like, <laughs> Saw you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Like we try and look for the girl in the white and we're like, okay, that's the bride. Um, So it really depends. But it's so fun because like weddings are obviously the happiest day ever and filled with so much joy. So we we really get to know these people so quickly. It's like, okay, we know if, you know, there's drama in the family with the aunt who's a little (laughs) crazy, you know, we get to know like the love between the bride and her mom or like this special thing that happened between her and her father, Um, just really things like that. So we don't actually pre, like we'll meet sometimes if the couple requests, but honestly we just show up and it's Mm -hmm. like, we're like part of the family. We're just there to capture what's happening on that day. And our biggest thing since day one is like, we're going to be flies on the wall. You're not going to know we're there. So we don't really feel like they need to know us that well. Um, But of course, a lot of couples do want to know who they're going to share that day with, right? We're seeing a lot of intimate moments and special moments. So in that case, we always jump at the opportunity. It is crazy that like we just spend these days, like the most important days of their lives, like together with these couples that we like maybe just met. Like it's, and we always say this, we're like, how do we get so lucky? We literally have like the best clients. Every wedding. They're so sweet. Like, and we're so always so thankful. I don't even know how it's knock on wood, how like it's, we've been so lucky. It's been great. The weddings Kristen and Jane typically shoot have been planned for months, if not years, in advance. But what if, instead of months to years, your clients were planning their wedding weeks, sometimes only days ahead? Jenny, what time's the groom coming? Uh, 15 minutes. Okay. And I don't see him, but he has my phone number to meet us. In that case, they'd probably be booking with Jenny and Tyler. We are Lope Halifax, and uh, I am a justice of the peace, and Tyler's a photographer. Here's Jenny. And we had been friends for quite a long time, and we decided to combine our forces and offer a very simple but sweet package for people to have a wedding in elopement style, but still have really good documentations and have a really good experience. So traditionally elopement is like, oh, they're running away from everything and that. But a lot of people just want to have the marriage. They don't necessarily want to have a big wedding. So we offer a package that allows them to come, have an awesome hour or two with us, have a very memorable wedding ceremony, and then have beautiful documentation for themselves and then whoever they want to share their pictures with about getting married. just randomly said to a friend once, you know, I'd love to do a wedding, like be an officiant. I'm that type that I'm constantly exploring and doing different things and trying new things. And, you know, the novelty of things is what excites me. And like a year later, she mentioned, hey, I saw in the paper you can be an officiant. So I applied. I got licensed, started doing them and realized how much I liked it because the theme through all of the things I do and all of the things I love is that I love helping people. And I love 
giving people an experience. Tyler, however, became a photographer before he became a wedding photographer, so he has a different journey. Yeah, I uh, one of my first like grown up jobs where I had like a salary, I went and bought a camera and uh, was thrown into like photography opportunities really early on, and uh, was just lucky. And people like want to do a wedding, you want to do this, and I'd always say yes. Um, but then doing the larger weddings became very like really scary, especially when I was a lot younger. And so I never really envisioned doing an elopement business or doing weddings full time. Jenny's really good at convincing me to do things. <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, I have an idea. It's pretty much fully baked. And she was like, come over to my house. We'll talk it out. And that's what we did. And then next thing you know, we're here doing a podcast and mm-hmm. we have a wedding later today. And so it, I guess it's a case of you never really know where you're going to end up, but you just sort of go along for the ride. So you said <gasps> groom's coming for six. Bride's coming shortly after that. They want a first look. Do you know of any other setups they want? He's going to text me when he gets here so okay. we can ask him. But I think that's the main thing they're really focused on. Okay. And they were the ones that kind of want our guidance on other shots and everything. She didn't send any sample shots. Whereas Arrow and Knott's clientele typically sees them at traditional weddings, Elope Halifax specializes in one to two hour ceremonies that capture the essence of a wedding ceremony, albeit slightly stripped back. When we got started, too, I think that's what we envisioned most of it was going to be, was people wanting to do, like, no fuss, really accessible, easy weddings. But what we've noticed over the last couple of years is people will do the, the full-service wedding with all the little details in, like, an hour, an hour and a half. Like a micro-wedding. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that's partly a lot of people we served in the past two years is they had a big wedding plan and just couldn't do it with COVID and travel. One of the benefits to our model is that I would say we actually get to know our clients on a personal basis way more than other vendors or on a larger scale. Often it's just us and a couple of friends or just their parents, or sometimes they even get us to bring witnesses, so it's just us. So I think we are really good at coming in and being vulnerable and being personal and kind of like disarming their nervousness that we're able to break down those walls and immediately create a relationship with every couple. So I think by the end of it, we're generally almost friends with the people and really excited if they email us a year later and say like, hey, Tyler, can you do our, um, you know, baby pictures and stuff like that. Uh, We do get to create a relationship with these people, but it is more like on a single serving basis. So we have this really intense few hours or day with them and then they just fly off into the world and we often never hear from them too. So, yeah. And it's a pretty emotional experience because for some folks, they want the elopement and they've been planning for the elopement. And for other folks, it's like their third or fourth try at a wedding. And so some people can come with like a lot of, not heaviness, but just a lot of energy around the thing, whether good or bad. And so we get into conversation with them pretty quick. And I think that's what sets us apart. We're like, we're really good at developing relationships really quickly uh, and making people feel at ease. To get married in Nova Scotia, I often joke, the the hardest part is deciding you get married. So you have to go get a license at Access Nova Scotia, the DMV. And then you have to get them to repeat back two sentences and then I say one sentence and sign paperwork and that's it. So what makes it an official marriage is very simplistic. Um, But then what we try to do is just ask them what they want. Some people want rings and I do's and a full ceremony. 
Some people have explicitly said to me, we we don't like the idea of the standing up and I do's in that. We want to make this literally like sit in a booth at a pub and read the sentences and be done with that part. Um, so I think what makes it is making sure that we give them what they want because the concept of a wedding has been so baked into a very specific path and very specific steps that the model of our business is that we will absolutely deviate that from that and make sure that what we're giving them is the wedding they pictured rather than the expectation put on them by their family or society or whatever you think. We've been overprescribed this idea of what a wedding needs to be and yep. it's hard, it's a ritual. Yep. And so there's the formal ritual, which is what Jenny takes care of and is like responsible for as an arm of the province, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then there's the the emotional and like person-to-person -person ritual, and that can look different for everyone. And so we do the ceremony and the official parts, but we tell every couple that like, these photos will be nice, but it's the moments in between that we're gonna capture that are probably gonna be the ones that you're gonna print or, you know, show your friends and family. Part two, the work. It's obvious that all weddings are unique in their own ways. Some are big $200,000 celebrations with immaculate flowers, decorations, and food. Others are less than 800 bucks, with only a few guests and focus more on the small moments between people who love and care about each other. Our four guests today have seen and shot them all, so let's take a closer look into what goes on behind the lens to see a little of each company's process. Usually we have a contact from them through email through our website. And a lot of times the contact request is super simplistic. And a lot of times people are giving me closer to their life story and almost trying to justify to me what they why they want to do this instead of a traditional wedding. So what we try to keep in mind is that people approaching us don't want the average. They don't want the typical. It doesn't mean that there are more than one or two deviations from that, but I usually just chat with them and ask them what they want this to look like. See if they want a traditional ceremony. See if they want something that's just really basic in terms of they don't even care about the ceremony. Let's just sign the paperwork and then have beautiful documentation of our pictures. Um, so normally it's just a quick conversation with them trying to get a feel for who they are and then asking them like, hey, what do you want this to actually be like? Do you want this to be a micro version of what you think of a normal wedding is with toasting and cake cuttings and white dresses and things like that? Or if it's just, hey, we love each other. We realize we want the paper to prove it. Come over to our house have some pizza with us, and then we'll do the paperwork and you can take some pictures. I have two cameras that I use, uh, Fuji setup. Uh, so I have a Fuji X-T2 and an X-T3. And I like to have a blend of between like a long lens, something that has a bit of a deeper uh, perspective, and then a wide. So today I'm using an 80 mil. Uh, and then I have a 16 mil, so like you get a variety of shots. And you'd be surprised, like in a wedding, even though I'm only here for an hour, we can take like up to a thousand photos. Yeah, it can be pretty, it, that's too many. <laughs> we should take less because it's a lot to edit. Our packages, we promise 50. We always send 100 at least. Because what might be a good photo in my perspective? The ones that I tend to walk away from feeling the most like that was exactly what I was hoping for and, and everything felt like it was met is when people sort of release their expectations of what the wedding should be. Sometimes folks come with like very prescriptive ideas, which can be hard. So like we've had, a, we've had couples send us like photos like, we want photos like this, and it's pictures of people in the desert. And I'm like, well, you're coming to Atlanta, Canada, but we make it work. We find a way to find whatever the emotion is in that photo and translate it to the setting that we're in. Um, so it never goes poorly, but I definitely find that it can be 
a bit more exciting and interesting if people are just like, we don't want, we don't know what we want. Yeah. Um, you tell us, and then they just go for the ride. Yeah. Whatever the barrier is, ends up being the thing that makes it the best. And so we did a wedding uh, in Bedford, and it was pouring. Like, absolutely, it was just like flat out rain. Uh, and so we kept pushing it because we thought the rain would slow down or stop. And we ended up doing the wedding outside of the Bedford Sunnyside Mall, like in front of the restaurant where they were going to have their dinner. But we did a bunch of rain shots with umbrellas in front of all the lights at night. And it just, they're some of our most favorite photos. For the Elope Halifax crew, each new client brings with them a new set of requests and expectations. The trick is figuring out how to make these dreams come true with only an hour and change to complete the whole ceremony, plus pictures. Uh, one recently, we, uh, we had a wedding and they booked us their local. They're having it at their house. And ultimately, they're like, you know what? We've gone over this a million times. We really want to do it on a beach. Wedding day comes pouring rain. <laughs> non-stop, not drizzle, not drops, just sheets of rain. We're like, don't worry about it, make it work. We book for an hour package, but ultimately we say that to kind of set boundaries to it, but most weddings were there more than an hour. So we just walked into this wedding, having had constant communication with the bride that morning and said, look, it is what it is. Don't worry about it. We're here. We're going to stay until we we get what you want to get as much as we can. And they were very easygoing people, so that worked really well. One of the most spontaneous things about that is at a certain point, we're like, we just have to try. Us and 10 people got in cars, drove to a beach in the pouring rain. Yeah. <laughs> we're standing under this little shelter, you know, running out three minutes at a time when there's breaks and rains to take pictures, to do the ceremony. Everyone just rode with it. Everyone was just so still happy. The fact that it was this small wedding and there wasn't stress about all the people coming and everything and everyone was just in it, you know, metaphor for marriage, good or bad, we're here, we're going to weather the storm. But at the last second, they they were done. Like the couple were done. They were satisfied. They were happy. We got all the pictures that their parents wanted. We got all the pictures they wanted. And classic, Jenny, I said, let's just push for one more picture. We had not had any beach, beach yeah. pictures. So I said, let's just walk down the boardwalk. If you just give us 10 more minutes, I swear it'll be worth it. I didn't know that, but I said it. Uh, we went down to the beach. The beach was empty. There was a beautiful mist. The rain stopped. And we just got the most beautiful, epic pictures. That just wouldn't have happened if we just were like, okay, you want this, we'll give you this. It was just the spontaneous looking at the weather radar, like, I think we have three more minutes. Let's go down and do it. And things like that. And Tyler takes a picture, shows them just the preview, shows me. And we're like, OK, this is it. This is the high note. We're ending here. Like, there's there's it could not have gotten any better, even though that was completely unplanned, too. For Jenny and Tyler, part of the fun is finding creative solutions on the spot to satisfy their clients' requests and they're more than happy to make the effort. The best ceremonies are always the ones where the clients lean into the craziness, uncertainty, and imperfections of the day. Well, I think the one we did at Alderney a few months ago, yeah. where we had a young couple moving here from um, somewhere central of Canada, and uh, it was raining again. I think actually the most interesting weddings we've had are the ones the where, where ones. it's raining, because you have to be very scrappy and just sort of figure out things on the fly. So we married them in the ferry terminal, and then they had to go back over to Halifax for dinner. We're like, let's just go on the ferry. And some of the most favorite, my, some of my most favorite shots in the last few years were those ones on the boat. 
Elope Halifax's penchant for embracing the unorthodox has meant that, no matter the request, the two will try their hardest to deliver, even if this means a wedding on the beach at the beginning of the cold Nova Scotian winter. Here's Jessica, who, along with her husband, Sean, recently eloped. It was obviously a lot easier than a traditional wedding, which was really nice. And um, being able to like work with Jenny in terms of the location, because that was probably my biggest stressor, was like obviously wanting to have it on a beach in November in Nova Scotia. It's a little bit <laughs> wishful thinking. Um, so she was really good at making sure that I felt good about our backup locations and things like that in case I needed them as we got closer to the date. We chatted for a few minutes before the ceremony. We kind of like picked our spot because again, we're on a beach. So we're just kind of walking and we're like right here. Knowing that we were eloping and a lot of our and like our family wasn't going to be there, photos were very, very important for me so that I could still share the moment after the fact with them. So he was really good at kind of giving his opinion, but still making sure we were getting like we had the view that we wanted out of our ceremony because like living in the moment. And he also made our kids so, so comfortable with photos. Like we have never gotten better photos of our kid than the ones that Tyler took at the wedding. Like I said, he is six years old. He is Sean's son from a previous relationship. And he really wanted to be a part of it because me becoming a Lawrence and us solidifying like legally, because he's a very logical child, legally solidifying our family as a unit was very important to him. But he is six years old, so he also wanted to have his own little job. So for years he has said that he wanted to play harmonica when daddy and I got married. So I casually mentioned this in an email to Jenny that we had our little guy that wanted to play harmonica and she loved it and we went with it and she wrote it into the script. So at the very bottom of our vows, it says harmonica music. And uh, so he played harmonica during our kiss. And Tyler got some incredible pictures of him looking so serious with his little harmonica on the beach. Um, and, and also Jenny was able to, because we work so closely with her, she was able to write him into the vows. So using his full name and referencing that we were, it was more than just Sean and I getting married. It was also us becoming a family yeah, unit. Really cool. This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. You'd think that with the longer timelines and bigger budgets, the women from Arrow and Knot would take a completely different approach to capturing the intimacy and excitement of a wedding ceremony. And, in some specific cases, you'd be right. But ultimately, both groups are looking for the same thing in each ceremony. Small, special moments. We one time also had this girl who, her mom, like, five days before her wedding, was moving and found an envelope that said, To Mom and Dad, read on my wedding day. 
and she happened to be getting married like a week later. They're like, oh, that's weird. So they opened it on her wedding day and like they didn't know what it was all about. And it was a letter she wrote herself in grade five that her teacher got like the class to write letters to themselves in grade five to open on their wedding day. And they opened it in front of us and it was amazing. And it was something along the lines of, I know this part was to her father and it was like, I know he's such a great man, just like you. And oh my God, it's, it was just just crazy. I love this man so much. And after the mom said like I know she loves this man so much and it was the perfect narration and just moments like that you're like like wow you're speechless the Arowanon bride is just a sweet woman who cares about those special moments on the day that's why they are getting a video that's why they want to capture those vows and those moments and the grandfather laughing and the Mm -hmm. grandmother dancing on the dance floor just someone who really um, cherishes family and just special moments like that I think that's definitely an arrow and not bride not unlike Jenny and Tyler when things don't go as planned during a ceremony they're shooting Kristen and Jane have a unique role to play in keeping the peace. One time there was a lot of family drama happening and then the mother ended up not making it to the wedding. Um, so, so times like that is the not so nice side of weddings, but I think our jobs in those moments is to, you look amazing, like try to get her mind off of it. Totally. And everything's going good and just don't talk about it and like reiterate how beautiful they look and be so happy. Totally, and like a wedding day is also as fabulous as it is, it's also a stressful time for a lot of people. So like Kristen said, we just try and be like the hype girls that we need to be and being (laughs) like, you look fabulous, oh my God, this is so fun, everything like that. We had a wedding this past summer where the mother of the bride was sewing on a piece of confetti that was caught in her veil from her wedding day. So things like that. And she was also sewing a couple little pearls because her father, who so the bride's grandfather who had passed away, he was sewing um, pearls on her wedding dress because he said it needed more sparkle. So we have the mom sewing pearls and the piece of confetti and just like telling us that story and it's just and the mom looked to her daughter and was like oh he loved you so much the grandfather who had passed we're like oh my god (laughs) and you can't you can't plan that stuff you know what i mean it's like okay so in the timeline it says the mom's gonna sew this piece of confetti like had no idea that that was going to happen yeah, so. you just have to capture that stuff. And it's just like, there's no better feeling when we capture that. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a good video. <laughs> we also like have had to improvise in weddings. We did a wedding during Hurricane Dorian. And we were in digby and the power went out before we even started shooting so how do we charge our batteries how do we get light how do we like do everything the alarm in the digby pines kept going off and every time it went off everyone had to corrugate in the lobby so then we had to leave and 
That was a shit show. It was, but it was almost like amazing. And after that, I think we were so confident. We're like, we can shoot in any situation. Yeah, in like the Hurricane Dorian situation, that was pretty crazy. We had to find like the natural light, and like I think it's one of the coolest videos we have. Yeah. Like, because we got to implement the weather that was happening outside, and. Oddly enough, the bride in her vows, this was before the hurricane was like even a thing, wrote, we have a strong foundation, nothing can shake us, not even a hurricane. That was in her vows, and she had that written down prior, too. So, of course, that narrated it. Yeah, like, it was just so cool. And leading up to the ceremony, they had, like, a string quartet. And the ceremony was candlelit. And the string quartet was just playing. And guests were sitting down, like, with their champagne glasses. And we were like, it feels like the Titanic. Because yeah. the Digby Pines is really old. And the Forest Creek. And... Like, like you know, on the Titanic when it was sinking in the thing. It's like kind of creepy. It was, but it was amazing. It was so cool that we're like, thankfully no one died. But it was it was so cool. Like who gets to shoot a wedding in the middle of a hurricane in this like amazing resort? It was so cool. Yeah, I think so that if it, say if it's your wedding day and something goes horribly wrong, don't stress about it because that could be like the best story ever. To find out firsthand how clients respond to Kristen and Jane, we went right to the source. Ryan and Nicole were married before the pandemic, September 2019. They hired Arrow and Knot because of their reputation as videographers, but were surprised to find they got even more out of the duo than they initially bargained for. Because we were planning a wedding for the first time like most people are. So I feel like they answered a lot of questions we had around like when particular things happen, like when the first look happens, like they provided great advice and recommendations about when that should happen, when the speeches should happen, like what the order should be because they've been to so many weddings and they have that experience. Well, I think, I think most people always get like photos done. And I think we thought of videography as sort of this additional fun element that would capture something different than photos. Um, and I think ultimately it did. It felt like rewatching the video, like I rewatched the video before this, and I feel like the video captured something that the fo- something different than the photos. It almost like captured the energy of the day in a different way than the photos did. It's weird because like you see love on movies, and then you're seeing it like really happening in real time, and you're like, wow, this is love, like true love exists. Part three. The lessons. We've heard from vendors and clients alike that no two weddings are the same. In fact, every single wedding is unique in its own way. We've heard what it takes to capture a day so filled with excitement, love, and the unexpected. We've learned the methods, the structure, and the purpose for this work. But now it's time to turn the lens around on the professionals to hear what they have learned about love through documenting it. And at the end of the day, it's about the same thing. It's about you and the person you love making a commitment and having your closest family and friends there. Yeah, like it's 
it's the same outcome whether you have like an $80,000 wedding or maybe like a $5,000 wedding. I would spend the money in photography and video and because that's at the end of the day, that's what all you have left. I wouldn't be so caught up on the centerpieces and a table. I would just want to have a fun party and get to marry the love of my life. Like, I think that's really what would be the most important. Mm-hmm. I've always been a non-traditional person. As I said, both in the queer community. So we are already like base level thinking about things in not necessarily heteronormative or societal norm ways. Um, But I think it's just really made me see and be in front of me how many different reasons and motivations and ways that people love each other. And how they act to each other, how they show love, like what are their love languages and that. But then also like what I think of what would be my motivations to get married to someone are very different than others. And I think it's just really shown how broad of a spectrum that is. Mm. I think it's similar for me in that, you know, love is so much more than just a ceremony and, and like a, a written legal yeah. document. And so we see lots of different applications of love from, you know, the love between the family members who are there to support, the love of the people getting married. And so we just see a lots of different versions of love. I think I learned just like holding really tightly to the people you surround yourself with. Because at the end of the day, when you're when you're going to that moment to marry somebody, that's the most important thing. But you have to be very pick and choosy with the people that you're sharing that with. And that's the most important thing. So I think having like a really good squad and family around you, what I've learned is that's the most important thing. And of course, like on the wedding day, what I've learned is at the end of the day, it's about the marriage, not the wedding. So many people get caught up. Like we mentioned one time we had a wedding and the cake was the wrong color because the like fondant, like what is it called? Oxidized or whatever yeah, to so a deeper color. That ruined her mood for the rest of the evening over a cake. It's like you just got married. And so I think what I've learned also from, from this career is to put an emphasis on what really matters and, and love. You know, and not just love as a partner, but love of your family, love of the people you're surrounded with, um, happiness within yourself. And usually when those people have all those three things, then it makes for a really good day. Excuse me. Excuse me, everyone. Thank you. I don't mean to interrupt the festivities. But it's time to do a couple of thank yous. First, I would like to thank our incredible vendor interviewees. Kristen and Jane, thank you so much for your passion and expertise. Jenny and Tyler, thank you for your flexibility and energy. We truly could not have pulled this off without your friendly willingness to participate in today's ceremony. (laughs) I mean, episode. Another big thank you to Ryan and Nicole, as well as Jessica and Sean. It's clear from your interviews that you each enjoyed a beautiful wedding day, and we are so thankful that you shared even a smidgen of the happiness and joy with the Canadian Love Map team. Finally, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Canadian Love Map. 
We'll be right back next week with an extra special showcase of a few highlights from the past season. Now, back to the celebrations! Like I was told, you so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. With you, I want to stay with you. I want to stay with you.